everyone, and welcome back to Rational Passions Presents. I am Alex O'Neill, one of your many presenters in this conversation. And joining me, I don't know why I said one of many, like there's like 30 other people here uh-huh. joining me, my partner in podcast, you know him, you love him, Brian Nobishan Jackson. Hello. Hello. We're here, um, Nobishan, to talk about The Last of Us. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm very excited. I, I, I feel like, you know, for, for folks, peek behind the curtain, part the kimono, welcome to Irrational Passions Presents, where we have conversations. It's Parting fun. the kimono. Yeah. Have you never heard that one? I have never heard that before. The it's a the McElroy brothers use it all the time and it's disgusting. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst like visual ever, <laughs> and they do it because it's terrible. But yeah, parting the curtain to use a a more I think all ages appropriate version of that. Um, you know, a lot of times one of us will be like, all right, I really need to talk about this. You know, Nabish and I have very thorough, very fun, very good conversations about stuff. Uh, I feel like it is definitely weighted more to Nabishin, which I feel bad for. Of like, I need to talk about this. Let's talk. But you know, I I love it either way. This time though, it is I that needs to get things on the chest. <laughs> I have so much stored up inside me. I'm excited to see like where we're gonna go with this because I, I really don't know. Uh-huh. Um, but we're gonna talk about The Last of Us. Uh, for point of reference, we are two days before or one day before the embargo is up. I think. Yeah. Uh, so we don't know how people are going to feel about it. Obviously, like, you know, we, we can speculate a lot and, and there, there's grounds to speculate, but I don't know what it's going to review like. So it, just in case this ends up going up after the embargo is up, which I think it will, um, it goes up th- on Friday. I'm sorry. So, um, okay. So it'll go up right around the same time. Probably. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, we didn't know any of how anybody's going to feel about this before we had this conversation, which was very intentional. Like, we're kind of in the blind. I haven't watched the state of play. You have, right? You watched yeah. all that. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched any of that because I didn't want to know anything. Uh, obviously, the game leaked as well. Neither of us have been spoiled on it, as no. far as I know. No. Um, so, you know, just keep in mind, just set everybody up for where we're at. I, I reviewed The Last of Us in 2013 uh, for com. You can go look it up. I, I'm, a, I'm pretty proud of that review. Um, I think it's definitely not my best. I, I've gotten a lot better since, but uh, as with all things. Uh, and I loved it a lot. Um, and I have a lot of feelings on it. And I, I purported it as one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, and then we, Nabashin, you and I had that conversation a couple weeks ago, uh, Games to Get a Goat. Um, and I said on that of like a game, you asked like, what's a game that you just don't like that much anymore, but is still like one of your favorite games. Uh-huh. Uh, and I said, the last of us. And I felt bad because I was like, I don't know if that's true. Uh, I mean, it turns like, out when, when, I, when I remember from like 2013, Alex O'Neill, who just didn't mm. give a fuck back then. Uh, <laughs> it's true. It's um, true. When, when you talk about The Last of Us, it's like it was like some of the most impassionate things that like I've ever heard from somebody at the time, at least. Um, and you know, sure, that's like um, you know, like uh, the honeymoon period or whatever. But like, like, like even for like, through, like the entire year, I would say, even like even past that point where you just like when you bring up that game and you talk about the game, um, even like even when the remastered happened, like um, there was just so much enthusiasm by like how much detail and like thought and care went to the game as far as like um how the characters are written and how the story was told how the gameplay felt and like um it seemed like it hit 
every note for you, at least for at the time. So yeah, it was a shock to me when I heard that you didn't do that. It, for you. you know, I I think it was a shock to me too. Like I think in that moment, I was still kind of trying to reconcile how I feel. So like the one thing I wanted to kind of start us talking about is for for point of reference, everyone, we're going to spoil the original Last of Us and Left Behind. So, you know, if you haven't played them, if you were waiting until part two came out or until you heard if part two is good or not, you know, just keep that in mind. This probably isn't for you. But if you've played it, especially I think like people who have played it when it originally came out um, and maybe are going back to it now or, or whatever or excited for the sequel. I think this this conversation is definitely for you. And also, we're um, still um, this will be like a broader text about The Last of Us Part Two, as far as like our concerns, because like this is what you brought to yes. me about it. Is it's like yes. you just want to talk about your worries more or less about the game, and and also your excitement as well, obviously. Yeah, similar to what we did for Final Fantasy VII, right? Think think mm-hmm. of it like in the in the same range of that of like all everything we're concerned and excited about for Last of Us Part Two. Um, mostly concerns, <laughs> I would say, but you know, like with the hope that they. Uh, will be surpassed um but uh i I almost lost my train of thought the the, a lot of like recently i i think the last of us part two especially is like for me in the crosshairs like you nomination you talked about like people have an axe to grind for persona 5 royal i feel like people got axe to grind for last of us part two uh and and obviously not everybody uh i think like I speak more from the the kind of more independent space of of games coverage of of where you know you you see a lot more uh queer people and and people of color that are like hey you know maybe let's just ask some questions about how <laughs> characters and NPCs are being treated in this game uh and really look at it and and that's part of what I want to talk about today um so so like there's a lot to be concerned about but like for me I've had I I was really excited about this game I was in the room when it was announced uh, and it, it's very special for that. And I feel like ever since then, I have just gotten more and more worried about this game. Uh, and nothing that has been shown has made me, at least for for a little while now, like more excited. It, it's always made me like more hesitant. Um, and, and it's it's complicated. Like I, I don't know necessarily completely why I feel like that. So that's my hope is that we can figure that out. I'm just very conflicted as a person, and I don't know what's happening. Um, so going back to the game, right? The talking about the Last of Us first. Um, Were you happy that you replayed through it? I am happy that I replayed through it because uh-huh. I feel completely differently about that game now than I did in 2013. Uh-huh. Um, in, when was your last lot- playthrough? Sorry. Um, it wasn't that long ago. It was yeah, I, I, I think didn't it was, feel it was that long ago. I think it was either 2018 or 2017. It, it was one of those two. Um, but like you know, replaying through it, like to, to like put a number on it. You know, the Last of Us has been kind of like my third or fourth favorite game of all time for a while. I don't know if I would even put it in the top ten now. Uh. Um, and and you know, I always say this like that stuff is always in and, and you. I think corroborated like it's always going to depend on the day you right. know like one of these days I'm going to like thousand year door enough to fucking remember to put it on my list <laughs> you know but like sometimes <laughs> I forget and, and it slips and it's a big slip but you know it, it just things slip your mind and how you feel about things changes over time um, just like I don't love Destiny as much as I used to but like as soon as a new expansion comes out I'll be back in it and, and then I'll probably hit that same level or close to it um, but this is the the biggest thing 
that has changed it for me, honestly, is the the world situation that we live in right now, Navishan. And I know uh-huh. it's it's hard to compare them because there's no zombies in our current world situation currently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and and it, it is a much different factor if when people get sick instead of dying, they, you know, get back up and start hurting people. Uh and there's a lot more fear to go on. But if but the feeling, the pervasive feeling I had replaying through The Last of Us now is like it's so cynical. Uh, it just, to me, playing through it again, it feels like cartoonishly unrealistic. Uh. And, and it, I'll explain what I mean by that. But I want to ask first, because I feel like I'm going to be talking a lot, <laughs> uh, fair <laughs> warning. Uh, how did you feel? Like you, you went and played through the beginning, and and you know you kind of bounce off of it. Um, but how how do you feel about it right now overall? Um, as far as the first game, playing the remastered, um, yeah, I still think it's a it's a master class game. I think it's still really good for what it is. Um, it's still like a one of my favorite games, like um, in, in the lower part. But like, I feel like um. I feel there's like a level of care in that game that you don't really see for most games, like even like um, super polished like Japanese games. Like, like I, I feel like there's a, or at least where I'm at so far, I should say, like, because um, like I, I should say, like when I first replay started playing the game again, like um, it did take a while for it to like get back to like what I remember me liking about the game because like I feel like yeah. the I think the beginning is like kind of a lull. Like of course the opening's like amazing, and then it's like um. Like, unfortunately, the whole zone, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a slog. Yeah, unfortunately, like the parts with Tess, who I really like, I really like her character, but like every part with Tess is like, you know, just like nothing's really happening until like her last moments with, with her, which is unfortunate because, like I said, I really like Tess a lot. Um, and like, you know, it takes a while for Ellie to start warming up for me. Um, when she has more of a personality, as far as like, um, be, when she's like can actually walk around and like actually be a person <laughs> instead of just being this, mm-hmm. um, um more or less like a, a suitcase for a test in um joel at the time um yeah. but like um it, it's, it's particular when like when um henry and sans show up where like um i feel like um it really shows like a level of like character interactions and like um getting to know each other and like obviously how like joel warms up to ellie um uh through the cutscenes and like you know him looking at his watch every time like he kind of talks to ellie every once in a while um, I, I just think it's like there's some really good stuff. It's like it's 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 a, it's one of those things where it's like um, from being a person who doesn't like watch The Walking Dead or something, for instance, and like I don't really get too much of um the zombie medium in my life. So like, um, I think I have a better um appreciation for it because it's not something I see all too often. Because like I don't really like I'm not really a consumer of that type of like uh depressing media. And I, I think that's really what the thing with the Last of Us is for me, because like I don't really, dep- I don't really like search out depressing media uh, for the most part. Um, things that like you know, it's like it's essentially just like a bummer the entire time, and it's like um, or like overtly too real, yeah, in, in a lot of ways, yeah, yeah. And like I, I guess that's why, personally, why I, I I really like the Last of Us because of that. Um, uh, and and like I've always told you with the with the gameplay as far as like that game, like um. It's like uh, the human parts are just never my favorite parts of that game. I just don't really like the combat as far as that. Um, mm-hmm. When it deals with the clickers, though, um, I always think that part is fun. Like, um, it's because it's funny. Like when I started the game, like 
I had like you know like a podcast or like a YouTube video going on at the same time, and then like um I was playing the game at the same time because like I know the beats and like I I was just trying to get through. I wasn't really like, trying to pay attention to the story. And but then like when like um we get to the town where Bill is at, you know like I then the cutscenes were happening and like I just like turned off and just like completely put my full attention to the game again. So like um like yeah. it, it wraps me like in a in a really good way. Um I feel. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I I think that's pretty much where I'm at. <laughs> no, no, it's good. And and when it first came out too, you weren't necessarily like it's the best game of all time type deal, right? You, mm-hmm. But you liked it a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's good. To, it's good to have that point of reference, right? Like you know, I I was the guy that was like, I think this is one of the best games ever, and, and you know, it, it feels weird to have pivoted against that. Um, and you know, I think a lot of that is also like relationships I have in my life and, and people I know now and, and, and how I interact with them, how I, I think of them. Um, so, and, and like, you know, things that I'm more like, I don't want to say woke to, but like more aware of culturally, like, you know, fridging LGBT characters, right? Like mm-hmm. that is a real problem <laughs> and it happens in this game, right? It happens in left behind of like. I, you know, it it almost feels like, in a, in the the cynical way to look at it is like Ellie is is gay to be different, right? As like a thing, mm-hmm. uh, and then her relationship with Riley, and then Riley dies, and it's just like one it was a gay story, and that's cool, and I I like that, I like that representation, um, and then, uh, she dies, right? <laughs> like just like all things, but like it it's supposed to, I think it's supposed to coast past. Because everybody dies in this world. Joe lost Sarah, and and you know Tommy lost someone, I'm sure, and and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it just doesn't feel good with me now. Like like I'm I'm more, you know, cognizant of of that, and and more aware that that is like a, a real problem that is just leaned on way too much. Sure. Um, and especially like everything we've seen of Last of Us Part Two gives the kind of impression that early on. Dina, the the character that Ellie seems to have a relationship with, is either going to get killed or kidnapped, and then the rest of the game is about kind of revenge on that. Um, and like, again, that's this is all complete assumptions based on like very minimal stuff that I've seen. Um, and and you know, all, everywhere that that goes is like bad. If it's like Dina turns out to be bad, that's bad. If Dina just gets killed early on, that's bad. If Dina just gets killed later on that's bad you know yeah. it's all like you <laughs> we were said, killing we said this like almost a year ago when we saw um whatever that, that trailer was um as far yeah. as like when ellie's being pinned down says no please and um it was like there's only like three outcomes from this and like they all kind of suck because like just because they revealed that um so early so uh, yeah that and, was kind it, of and i don't know if any of those things are gonna happen i don't even know if D- maybe they break up and dina just goes back to you know living a happy life or whatever sure. but like we we don't know and it's just like you gotta gotta be kind of aware of these things like if you're gonna write a a queer story i think you need to be aware of the kind of faults and and traps that those stories tend to lean on you, you know um, funny enough um with the last of us um the og like um uh, i almost feel they did bill better than he did ellie as far as like that because yeah. like because like bill's like it's so like normal. It's like it's it's not like something that's like it's not like Joel like made a face when like um <laughs> when he's uh, when he said about his partner. Um yeah. and like his partner like resented him at the end of it and like that's that's a real thing. So it's like like I think they did Bill a little bit better than they did Ellie for the most part. 
Yeah, and and like going through that again now with kind of fresh eyes and and a better perspective on a lot of those things. Um, yeah, it, it is cool because it like I didn't really know, like I didn't make a lot of assumptions about where Bill was from or whatever. But it, it definitely feels like they were from that town, and you know, like the partner had felt like they were trapped in a small town for a long time, and it, it like that resentment poured over into the apocalypse and then built up and. It, and they left, right? Like, I, I love that. I, I think that is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is real in a way that, uh, like, it, it feels substantial. It doesn't feel disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like, then that, that character just gets killed off screen. Right. Um, but, but not for the purpose of, like, pushing the plot forward. I guess kind of because they had the, the car battery. But, like, not in the same way that, like, Riley's death essentially is what causes Ellie to go on her journey. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's more of like... A, I mean, because Bill doesn't change after that. He's just like, oh, yes. well, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and it is it is more of like a, them trying to, again, coast that into, like, well, everybody died. Everybody's lost somebody. You know, like, that's the whole point of the everything. But again, it is something that you have to, to kind of question and, and bring up concerns with. I, I think now I'm more open to that. Um, um, uh, how's Ellie for you right now, then? Still- Ellie's great. Okay. Ellie's the best still. Okay. It's a crack of thunder just outside my window. Ooh, very spook, very <laughs> ominous. <laughs> um Ellie, I, I really like. Um, and the, the another concern that I will probably loop back around to um is just like I don't know if I like how they're portraying her in The Last of Us Part Two. Mm. Um, at least what I've seen. Right, because a lot of what I like about Ellie is one, like she has like this optimism to her that is really endearing. Um, you know, like endur- when she says endure and survive, or uh, when she's kind of hopeful about things. Uh, anytime Joel is like, you know, they're probably dead, and she's like, well, or they could still be out there, type stuff. Like, I like that, uh, like contradiction in in their relationship. And to be fair, they could be setting it up to be those roles being reversed in The Last of Us Part Two, where Joel is like, hey, well, maybe it's not so bad. And Ellie's like, no, it's all fucking terrible. And like, he's uh-huh. kind of there to comfort her. Um, and, and I'm hoping for that because I think that could be really good. But again, I don't know yet. Um, but a lot of so, so I'm, I'm with you in, in like, I think the game picks up when Henry and Sam show up. Um, summer is just really, really, really long. Um Yeah. I feel like they could have maybe put Pittsburgh in fall uh, and maybe like had a nice break or, or kind of changed the environments up a little bit there. Um, but yeah, it's also just Pittsburgh is too long a section in that game. Uh, it's it's funny, like going back and seeing the level design, like the level design that I like, obviously Billstown is 10 out of 10. Uh-huh. Um, it's so good. And there's so many great environmental stories to be seen scene um the small town you get to after pittsburgh i also think is excellent uh the sniper part's not great Mm -hmm. um but that that whole going around that little cul-de-sac and and them talking about like the barbecues and and what it was like before the fall all that's great um and then winter is not great like environmentally wise oh uh, winter used to be your favorite right I like winter a lot, but like you know, there's story that first... wise more than like the the environment. I just think or the, y- the yeah, because yeah, because you go through this whole little hunting section with Ellie, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go you go to this metalworking plant or whatever, and it's like weirdly battle royale, like arena, like endless waves of zombies coming at you, and 
it's just kind of giving you ammo and and you're not really exploring and david's there and you're like i don't know who the fuck this is um and then like i like the part where they're they're split up and uh like Joel is kind of sneaking through the part the part in the snow, and Ellie's also sneaking through another part in the snow. But like the boss fight is not good, mm-hmm. you know. The David fight's not Definitely. good. Um, and like it, it just so everything after that point is so inverse to the combat up until that point. So it's weird, you know. Right. Like the oh, and the university is ten out of ten. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, but so then like afterwards when you get to Salt Lake City. It's, you know, this underground section with just tons of infected, just so many, too many. Uh, and then the the hospital fight, which is just terrible, you know, it's like... Oh, yeah. The fight, <laughs> fight, fighting, fighting the soldiers and, and everything is just not good. Um, but I will say, so I bumped it up to hard after we talked. Um, and I played through Winter and uh, Left Behind on hard mode mm-hmm. uh, and everything after. Um, and I just saved all of my flamethrower for the hospital and i just fucking lit those fools up (laughs) and it was the most satisfying thing because i was just like i was pissed at that section for existing and i'm like i'm gonna just i'm gonna tear this thing apart and i just lit everything on fire uh and it worked it was very effective it's incredibly effective um just i i think i had 200 flame round flamethrower rounds and i used like 75 Mm. uh and everyone was gone so um uh, but so, like the the thing I was saying about it being too cynical, right? I it, it's it's tough because I think it does toe the line pretty well, and it just it loses me at the end at this point. Like the whole, and and I'll, I'll refresher for you because because you you didn't necessarily go through the ending again. But so like Joel and Ellie kind of fall on this bus and they get caught in this river in the underground, and and Ellie loses consciousness because she gets her lungs full of water mm-hmm. and then they wash up and, and Joel's giving her, you know, uh, resuscitation and the two firefly soldiers come up and be like, get away from her, get away from her. And then they attack Joel unprompted. Mm-hmm. And that's immediately where I'm like, who would do this? I, it just, everything about the fireflies. Like I, I understand it's like, they're supposed to be the heroes and they're actually shitty just like everybody else. But it's like, what is the point? <laughs> like there is, and and maybe like that's the whole thing with Ellie. And and again, we'll we'll get there. But like the moment that Joel watches up and, he, and he's like resuscitating her, he's trying to bring this girl back to life. And the react, the immediate gut reaction of any person is to hit him in the face. Not even like if I was in that position and I was like a shitty dude and it was a shit world, and I didn't trust anyone, I wouldn't go up to that person and attack them. I would stand back and hold a gun to them and wait, because what else are you going to do? Instead, they attack him, right? So th- that's like, it is just, and I know it's a small thing to maybe people out there, but it it it's, makes no sense to me. I've I've sat and I've tried to think about why would they, like, knock Joel out in this situation? Why would they attack him? Like, it doesn't make sense. There is no context where I think that as a reaction makes sense. And again, I think it is a small thing, but it, that's where everything starts to kind of undo for me. Sure. So that that happens, right? And then Marlene and this Firefly guard are talking to Joel, and he's like, I want to see her. And this is where the whole thing comes apart. So, like, you, you get diaries from Mar- Marlene, like a written diary and an audio diary. Um, and then, like, with Left Behind, we know now that she was friends with Anna 
uh, who is Ellie's mother. Uh, and and even though in Left Behind, it they make it kind of clear that Ellie and Marlene don't really know each other, which is which is really interesting. Um, even though she was left with Marlene, and I guess Marlene then gave her to the military at some point to to kind of have a normal life, um, uh, instead of with the Fireflies. But you get this scene with Joel and Marlene, uh, where Marlene sucks, right, mm-hmm. and is super shitty, and tells Joel that he should leave and he should consider that a gift, right? And and it's super self righteous bullshit. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna be the guy that saves the world type deal, and it's awful. Like so so like that alone. Anytime someone and I, I still stand by this. Anytime someone's like, oh, you play the villain, I'm like, do you? Because like everyone sucks. <laughs> so like, and, and the thing is, you are from Joel's perspective, and and I think that is important, right? Like you know what he's been through you know that the world is bullshit and, and the things like this don't really work. But like, so you get this interaction with Marlene and Marlene in her diary says like, I'm going to go talk to Joel because he's the only person that might understand that this is a really difficult decision. Uh-huh. And instead in that conversation, Marlene, Marlene's like, you don't get to see her. You don't get to talk to her and fuck off. Like you should consider this a gift. It's, it's very contradictory to how they wrote her in this collectible to then how she's supposed to be acting immediately after this. Sure. Um, and that really fucks me up. But also, the the key thing here that I think is why... I mean, no one's really in the right here, but I think Joel is more in the right than Marlene. Maybe not for fucking murdering her at the end, sure. But the Joel says, I want to see Ellie. Um, and Marlene says, she's being prepped for surgery. And then we know Joel leaves and tells Ellie what happened or lies to her in the car. Ellie doesn't know what happened, which means she was never given the choice. Right. Um, which is like, I, I think that it's, it's subtle. It's in the background. I didn't really realize that. I think when I, in any of the times I've played it before, but Ellie was never asked, what do you want to do? Here's what we have to do. What would you like to do? I mean, does she say like, um, she didn't want to do this for nothing or something along those lines when they were she, walking. She in? says she says that to Joel after they see the. But then again, dress. she didn't know she was going to die, right? <laughs> yeah, she didn't know she was going to die for sure. One, but also like she said that to Joel. She didn't say that to Marlene, right? Mm-hmm. She said said that to the person that she spent the last year with, right? Not the person that she was supposed to be raised by, but ended up seemingly pulling her off. So it's just like I I think no matter what. If Joel had talked to Ellie, and if Ellie had been awake enough to say one way or the other, things would have been different. But the fact that Marlene didn't give her that choice, in my opinion, immediately makes her the villain. Uh, like, ultimately, if you take that choice away from Ellie, like, I can't. Like, no. Th- that's not the right way to do this. So, like, Marlene's saying all this stuff to Joel with all that in mind, right? It mm-hmm. makes her just seem way shitty. Right, like you're gonna have to remind me. Was she remorseful when, um, you know that she has to give up Ellie because like Ellie's important to her, right? Yes, she is. But like you know, we hear that through the the audio log that you kind of collect at the end, uh, and and she says to Joel like you know the the this is for the sake of the world, right? And like I've always, and it's like all anime is always about you know the sacrifice of one is not does not equate to the sacrifice of of many like you can't uh-huh. you just can't make that uh and we talked about like the trolley problem uh in the last conversation we had like a, a lot of 
things like this and apocalyptic scenarios, I think, boil down to that. Right. And I am of the belief, and I know probably a lot of people would disagree, that, like, ultimately, if you start killing one life, you know, it's a slippery slope. So so you can't you can't make these calls. Like, you can't kill Ellie for possibility of a cure because it you just can't. Like, it, it is... It's never going to be the way that you want it to be. Uh, and, and maybe that's the universe balancing itself out. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's bullshit. Who knows? But that's how I think. Um, so, like, Marlene is very diametrically opposed to where I am at, like, personally. But, like, the fact that Marlene doesn't have a conversation with Joel, really, doesn't talk to him, doesn't, like, her, her men attacked him. And, uh-huh. and, and Joel, like, obviously has been through it's been a year since they saw each other almost like maybe nine months and he has kept this girl alive like clearly there is significance here and she disregards all of that ignores it and just treats him like shit so like ultimately it just it it muddies that whole ending of like i just don't think any of this would happen right like i don't think those firefly guards would have hit joel i don't think marlene would have been this shitty because like my feeling is like in the apocalypse, especially, and this is where like you know we're we're living in an apocalypse adjacent scenario of of a global pandemic, and like I understand twenty years of this might change some things, but th- there is always people coming together and people working together and people like it, it is more the default state for people to come together to overcome a problem than it is for them to split apart and try and kill each other. Mm-hmm. I, I've really come to believe that. Uh, especially with what's happening in the United States right now and everything. Um, and, and I really think p- people would, would try and defer to peace in that. So seeing all this violence and everything, just it's just gross, man. Like, it, it just it grosses me out, and it bums me out. And it, 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 it makes, it frames The Last of Us through this, like, super cynical lens that I just don't connect with anymore, you know? Mm. Like, I don't think these, this would have happened like this, and I, I don't think, like, I like where it gets us, but I don't like how we get there. And, and sure. more, more importantly, I just don't think that is how we would have gotten there. Like, I, I think you, you forced a plot point of, like, this, you forced the antagonism between Joel and the, the Fireflies. You made the Fireflies assholes, which is fine. Like, I want to believe any militaristic group are assholes, but, like, then at the end of the day, there's no morality to this. There's no wrong morals because if the Fireflies are just militaristic assholes, like you know the ones we're dealing with in the fucking U.S. right now, like I've no, I've no sympathy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't believe that they would be the people to find a cure. I don't believe that they would be the right people to have that. And I don't like it. It undermines the significance of the ending that you know Joel lied to Ellie to protect her. And, like, what do you want to take with that? It, it, I think it undermines that because if Joel had been like, listen. He had pretty much had know, no choice. That's yeah. The, like, the, it, they took the choice away from you, and I took you back because I at least want you to be able to choose the life you want to live. Right? Uh-huh. Like, if Joel had just said that, sure, right, whatever. But, like, ultimately, if Ellie knew that, and maybe, hey, maybe we're going to find this, figure this out in part two, I, I kind of hope so because, like, if they. Don't talk about it at all. Like, I think that's kind of cool. But, like, if they address specifically these things that I'm bringing up of, like, well, it was really shady. <laughs> like, you don't understand. You weren't there because they drugged you immediately and dragged you off to a surgery room and did not even ask if that was cool. So you you might not understand, but it was all shady. Um, it just, like, 
if if to me like it is so more and maybe i'm just sitting here just trying to justify the, the joel's behavior i obviously i don't agree that he should have killed the surgeon i don't think he should have killed marlene well he probably should have killed marlene because she kind of <laughs> sucks but and i agree with him that like you would just come back for her uh and that's true and the, you know, that's what makes joel not a villain because he actually finished what he started you know like uh villains always leave someone left to topple them and and i think heroes don't in a weird way in a very grim way to to look at it but i i just like do do you see where i'm coming from like oh i totally do as soon as you start asking questions like i feel like that whole situation that you get in at the end that is like where everything falls apart like i think it just falls apart thematically to to just how i think it would have happened do you think Uh, it would uh it would change how you felt about it if it was like like joel was like like, hey, let me see Ellie. And then, like, Marlene's like, okay, it's like one last time. And then, like, on their way there, you know, like, Joel just, like, grabs a gun and starts killing people around it and then, like, tries to run and get her type of thing. Like, it's, it's more of, like, Marlene was being empathetic to uh, to Joel about, like, mm-hmm. everything that he went through and stuff like that. So, like, she's letting her see her one last time. But then Joel being someone... Takes advantage of that situation. Yeah, yeah. basically. So, like, he... Yeah, I, I think that would have made way more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's like a thing, and I've, maybe if they could go back and do it again, that's how they would have done it. But just like the way Marlene is written, because we see so little of her character, right? Right. Uh, and even through La- Left Behind, when we kind of hear about her through Ellie, it's just like, I just don't like her character. I don't think she's a well-written character. Um, and I, I don't think, like, because they also imply that, like, she's a big disappointment to the Fireflies and that they're kind of bullying her into what they want her to do. Um, and that's like what, like, you can't just say that shit. Like if the guy, the guard uh, had said to Marlene, like they, there was like a butting heads and like, they kind of displayed that uh, internal strife of like, not everybody here is on the same fucking page. And maybe Marlene was outvoted or whatever. Right. That'd be one thing, but you can't just fucking throw that in like a journal and be like, the whole crux of how we're ending this game is dependent on a thing that you find, right? Like, no, like I don't believe that for a second, and I think that's a bad way to tell your story. Um, but like you know, seven years ago, I didn't have these problems with the story of Last of Us, but now it's like so obvious to me. And again, this is really just the ending. Um, but I, I think a lot of that that cynicism just informs that game and i think it is good to be cynical and have cynical stories to to kind of outline because then you get the giraffe moment you get this pure genuine moment of of joy or innocence or optimism but i just feel like they undercut any significance of joel like actually being the bad guy by so oblique like so making the fireflies like so clearly shitty like uh-huh. they're ju- they're just like the quarantine zone military they're just like the hunters the way that they push Joel around and act like thugs and hit him and attack him, it's bad. It's it's never a good look. It'll never be a good look, and it'll never be okay, I, I don't think. So it just clouds the, I think, the moral question that they were trying to make. Uh, but luckily, I think it, the ending, the moment of, like, Ellie, like, just on her face, we have to kind of read of, 
Does she believe him? Does she not believe him? And is choosing to accept that? Or is she like, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to have to harbor this hatred for the rest of my life. Right. You know, like those kind of three states that she simultaneously exists in, in that, in that end, the Schrodinger's Ellie opinion. Um, and, and I like that. I think that's still great. And I, I like that they put at least some conflict between those two characters after they got so close. Cause obviously that's really interesting. Um, but like also going back through it, uh, Ellie like helped Joel move on, right? Like without Ellie, like I don't know what Joel would have been, but he is a better person now than he was before, even if he is like willing to go to such lengths of violence to protect her. Right. Because she gives you the photo of Sarah at the end and you take it, right? Like it, that is so pivotal. Uh, of like, I guess, and he says, like, I guess you can't run from your past forever. Whereas the whole game, he's like, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about Tess. We don't talk about Bill. We don't talk about Henry. We don't talk about Sam. And now, finally, he's like starting to, he talks about Sarah a little bit in Salt Lake City. So, like, I I think, like, it, it's overall, like, a positive direction where Joel goes with this. And, I, you know, I, I'm excited and hopeful that they they make me question my loyalty to that character or my my empathy for that character in the sequel uh and and we get to see like because like the moment where ellie's kidnapped and all that and joel is stat torturing those guys to find out where like it's very clear that that is not the first time he's done this right and then this is this is hunter joel like the era that we hear about but never see right mm -hmm. like a very different him um and him kind of dipping into that to save her uh, and it's it's haunting, you know. It, it is really, it really does make me look at Joel differently. Like like, it is bad, <laughs> you know. It's not a it's not a good look. But like also, it, you know, they they set up this eat or be eaten world, uh, and they contextualize being an asshole. And then as soon as they don't have good context for people being assholes, I'm like so out, you know. Uh, it just it, it's complicated. I I wish I felt. I wish I didn't have to nitpick it, but I feel like I have to nitpick it now. Um, huh. But the things that I'll say, like, I was surprised that I I was still really into was, like, I love the gameplay. Uh -huh. um, and it's gripping, man. Like, this is better than Resident Evil. This is better than Dead Space. This is better than anything that is, like, you know, crafting survival horror-esque. Like, this is so... And I, I like the way you get hit, man. You gotta figure it out. Because, <laughs> like, you were like... There are times, too, like, if you get hit a couple of times in quick succession or if you get hit when your health is low, like, Joel's gotta take a second. And he's gotta really, like, just take a minute and you are vulnerable. Um, I played, like, way more aggressively this time because I was, like, playing on normal for a while and I had three of every... Like, three grenades, three this, three that. I'm like, I'm just gonna blow the fuck up. Um... <laughs> And and it it's cool because it led to a lot more different combat encounters where people were like running up and trying to sneak up behind me and Ellie like calling them out like stuff that I'd never seen before and how the AI behaves which is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but also I had like way more inconsistent time with the AI too. Of like I think a lot of people probably like the first time I played it it was like perfect and I remember it being like pretty smooth with no weird stuff. And then this time it was like, how did that guy see me when he didn't see me like in the same situation a second ago? How did this happen? How did, like, or like I, I had it crash a couple of times, but like my PS4 was overheating recently. So maybe that was related. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I was really taken aback by how gripping the gameplay is. 
um, and and how into the survival aspect of it I was in the crafting and all that. So I'm I am excited for that again, but just like the, everything I've seen of Last of Us Part Two, right, is just Ellie is mad and Ellie wants to kill everybody, and you know they're fridging you know queer characters or whatever, and and all this stuff that it's just there's it when you read between the lines of those original trailers of the last of us in 2013 or 2012, it's like father daughter story in the apocalypse. What is the relationship between these characters? What is this? Uh, and, and it was obviously a much more innocent time then for me and for everyone. Uh Well, not for everyone, but for a lot of folks, uh, there were more ignorance to, to a lot of these things. Um, but now I, I just, I, everything I see between the lines is like, Hey, you should be worried about this. Hey, this doesn't look that good. Or, you know, it's 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 complicated. It bums me out, <laughs> I guess. Uh, like when I see stuff about the Last of Us Part Two, um, it kind of reminds me how I was feeling like right before Metal Gear Solid Five came out, as far as like the trailers and stuff like that. Where it was just like, totally, I totally get that. Where, where it was just like, this so dark, it's so depressing, and it's just like every moment you're gonna play this game, you're just gonna feel like shit type of thing, and like. Like I don't know, man. Like I, I, I <laughs> there was something about like the first game, as far as like what they presented itself. Like it's kind of like a Ding and Robin type of thing, where it's like um, Joel's this dark, depressing character, and then like Ellie's like the hope, the light, the the, the thing that you see for um, the good in the world. Where Joel's like the depressing part of the world type of thing. It's like the good yin and yang of um, what makes that game uh, good, or at least how I, that's how I feel. And like this one says she's by herself this time. It's like you're nothing but that. You're nothing but the rage and the anger and depression. And like, sure, this game is about hate, and the first game was about love. But like, I don't know, like, how much I could take of that. <laughs> yeah, like, like personally, like, and, and I'm hoping in a similar way to the Last of Us Part One, like, you know, that intro, you play through it, and it's like, okay, I know what this game's about. It's about fixing Joel. You know, it's, it's about. You know, how can we help this person move on from this catastrophic event? And, and, you know, like when I played the intro, I said, like, I knew exactly what that game was about. And it just means, like, oh, we see Joel lose his daughter, and we know Ellie comes in the story later. And it's like, okay, it is about him finding that relationship again in something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and him coming back to the human that he was. And, like, obviously, the kind of reveal at the end is that what do you have to give up to get there? Uh, and I like that, but like we have no inclination of of I like I, I you know it's about revenge, but like the the if the basis for your story is that you know we killed some female character for the plot of this game, like you got to give me more than that. So I'm hoping that the intro, the opening moment of the Last of Us Part Two, is going to be like this a similar deal of like, okay, I know exactly what's going on. I know thematically where I'm going with this. How do you um, think that game's going to open? I think it's going to open with a flashback. I think it's going to... It might... The thing is, like, that we've probably not seen the open opening at all. If it's if it's Naughty Dog in true Naughty Dog fashion, right, they are, like, there's a whole opening chapter of that game that no one has seen a fucking single screenshot of. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a second or third chapter, kind of like with Uncharted 3. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking, if I had to take a guess, just total shot in the dark, I think it, it will be um, the moment Ellie is born or around there. Uh, and, and, and 
because when Anna, when we read Anna's last letter to Ellie, you know, it's covered in blood and it's kind of assumed that they didn't really get a lot of time together, that maybe even she had like a cesarean section and, and died in surgery or something like that. It could, it could even have been like written before she was born or whatever, or I guess she says that she looks at her. So maybe it was right after, but I'm, I'm expecting it to be the moment that Marlene takes Ellie or something, you know, like something to tie something to set up Ellie's origin, you know, uh-huh. cause like in a similar way to part one set up Joel's origin and kind of where he went. Uh, I think that is that is what we're looking at. Um, but it could also be something totally different because there could be, I imagine there is some mystery or some narrative thrust of the story that we still don't know yet. So I think it could be setting whatever that is up. Mm-hmm. But I I think it'll be a flashback. Um, uh, um, it's like, if I were to guess, like, like I, I feel like, um, that, like, I, if I were to guess, I will say, like, it's, it's probably, like, um, like, a scene, like, Post like um, uh, post the Last of Us with um oh, that's the scene with Joel and, Joel and Ellie, um, just like pretty much like seeing where they're at together at that point. Like it's probably like maybe like a month or a couple of weeks after like um you know they went back to Tommy's and like um um like what what's their life like now together? Like how like is she like super distant from Joel this entire time now, or like does it take a while for it to warm up? Because like I re- I recall like um. What was it the live action um yeah it was a live action like um play of like the last of us um when troy and like ashley like did it like live um in mm-hmm. front of an audience stuff like that and like um they did like an epilogue scene right yeah they did an epilogue scene and like um that wasn't shown in anybody for whatever reason i don't know but like um in that scene it was just like um you know this ellie just like by herself like just like sitting somewhere and then like Joel's like come by with his guitar, starts playing for her, and like um, I think he was kind of teach her how to play guitar. So mm-hmm. I, it was probably something um like that. Yeah, and sorry, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. No, and I think like it, it could be that, and my hope is like because I think it would be cool if they did this. Like, um, it would be like two months in, right? And they just address the ending of the Last of Us right away, of like. So you lied to me, right? Or, or something like that. And yeah. then, like, and it's just, it's done, like, in those first 30 minutes or whatever. And then, like, they just get on to the, the story of, of what's next, right? Mm-hmm. I think that would be cool. Uh, but, but I, you know, I don't know. Um, the other, like, I, I will say also, like, similar to you when I played through Last of Us, like, it was a thing where I was kind of, like, podcasting through. And then, like, I took, I had to turn everything off and I had to really focus in. And that was the only way I could get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got way more into it, way more sucked in, and that's where I was like, I can't believe, like, you know, I played through all of Pittsburgh, I did all this, um, and and I I like that. I appreciate, you know, that sometimes games have to be able to do that to me. Like, I got to be able to turn off because I listen to way too many podcasts while I play games. Uh, it's a very bad habit, I think, uh, or not a, a somewhat bad habit. Um, but it was like a similar thing of man, bummer games are real. <laughs> they're real like sloggy for me and (laughs) and i've been playing a lot of jrpgs lately which are 100 hour games but i've realized like i like the the melodrama i like i like that they they mix up that 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 same kind of straight face drama with with humor and awkwardness and Uh and like i need that stuff more than i i i think i realized and not like i've been playing destiny again too and it's like i haven't played a first person shooter and maybe 
maybe since I played Destiny before, and it's like, oh, man, I got, like, vertigo. Like, oh, this is super weird for my eyes and face and everything. Uh. So, like, it was a lot of, like, a lot of going back to, to you know, play, you play JRPGs for fucking six months straight, and you go back to other stuff, and it's going to be whiplash. <laughs> I, I hate to bring it to you. <laughs> So it, it was a little bit of that too. Um, yeah, it's but, funny that you say about like, um, like, like playing the depressing games like really brings you down because <laughs> like I, I just, that's kind of like my biggest concern. And like I'm, I'm always like this when I uh, when I have like a game like this. It's like I think I even had this with God of War. It's just like like I I need something. To, I need a little bit of levity. Like I, I just I need that for myself personally. And like because like I know like. There are certain games that like are that aren't made to be fun per se, but like, like, like when I when I'm, when I'm specifically going for that type of experience, like, even like like that Dragon Cancer or something like that, like I know what I'm getting into, and like I want that, and like I know it's like in and out too. So I know it's not like it's gonna be like a 15 hour epic of me just like feeling like down and like, uh, like. There's a balance, you know, and, yeah. and and Last of Us Part One has that, I think, in a lot of ways. But like, there are moments like Pittsburgh, for example, uh-huh. is very long and it sucks in a lot of ways. But like, you also get the joke book, right? Right. And they 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 spruce that in. It's such a surprise. It's so fun. Um, but like, the back half of that game is like, you know, the the darkest that game gets, even with the ending, I think, is still like winter when david dies right like i think that is the most pitch black that game gets um and and even that like when joel saves ellie and he's holding her and he's saying like baby girl for the first time like it's there is a it's emotional right it's not just Mm -hmm. depressing right but they you know they haven't shown us that range or or they've tried to right with like the the party scene and the dancing and all that but like i don't know about you but man like that that did not seem like an optimistic happy situation and maybe because it's framed with ellie you know in the future killing a bunch of dudes in the middle of it yeah, sure but, but like that whole scene just kind of felt off to me uh it doesn't I mean, have the the same and maybe it's because it's a bunch of characters i don't know you know yeah and i think that's the thing too is it's a matter of like knowing the characters and like getting to know them and like having them be kind of the crux of like bringing up that game from whatever dark moment that there is like um uh, like the uh, the Asian guy who's um with her, um, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm assuming, uh, they'll probably do something together, like um, as far as like you know, like teaming up or whatever, because like, uh, like for the most part, we just see Ellie alone in that game, and like I would assume there are where there will be moments with um her and some uh, some other player, because like I, I don't think they'll like abandon that system, um, and like obviously there's Joel, but like, um, the way that they're they're making him out. Like I, I don't think he's like the, the, the I, theory. Either he, he's in all of that game and they're not showing it, or he is not in a lot of that game. Mm. It's one of the two, you know. Either it's Metal Gear Solid Two or it's Metal Gear Solid Three. All right, you got <laughs> you got to choose. <laughs> I really, I do, I think there is a bait and switch coming, and I don't know what it is, and I'm worried about that too. You know, it's just another thing I worried about. Because mm-hmm. uh, like, Dog likes that. I feel like they have that. They put that on themselves now. Yeah, like if anything that Naughty Dog is really good at is like uh well written characters as far as like maybe not like as far as like um getting in depth with them, but like the lines that they're saying, the the, the words that are spoken out, like they have good dialogue as far as that. I feel like um like with Sam and like Sam and Henry, like um 
like yeah. they were both like very like interesting characters and like you immediately want to like know them and like uh like you can see you can see yourself going with them through the entire game as soon as they show up type of thing but like you know that doesn't happen but like um and when you said like the darkest moment in the game, like that was probably mine. It was like, yeah, that's you're right. I was thinking, I was also like, yeah, actually, I, I think I just like blocked that out because it's too <laughs> dark, that you know? <laughs> yeah, it's very. You're right. That's probably the most. It's it's the thing is like I think every act ends with a depressing moment, right? Like mm-hmm. summer ends with Sam and Henry's death. Uh, fall ends with Joel getting injured. Winter ends with Ellie killing David, and then. Uh, spring ends with Joel lying to Ellie. You know, like it's mm-hmm. every act has like this kind of it builds to a moment of very depressing. <laughs> you know, like there's nothing between, or there's a lot between, but like it's always kind of going in a, the same downward slope, and it's it's a lot. You know, mm-hmm. it weighs heavy on you. Uh, and I yeah, I, I guess like a major concern of me now is just is like is it going to get the tone right? Because well, if what's, you know, the, what's the tone? If it's the tone is like, hey, it's a game about hate or whatever. Like, is that I? I they have not, and and I know a lot of people like the, a big part of why we're having this conversation too is like, and I'm not, you know, I'm a, I don't begrudge any of my colleagues at IP, but like none of them give a shit about this game, uh-huh. <laughs> and and moreover, like many of them, I would say, are actively shitting on this game every opportunity they get. And again, I, I don't necessarily blame you. I think Naughty Dog is also tends to be a bit of an easy target and they're very like they're of their flavor and if you don't like that flavor it's not going to do anything for you uh-huh. um but it, it's it's for me it's like tough to talk about with with people because like i get that there is so much bullshit and i'm sitting here being super negative on it but like i just want a reason to be excited again sure. and and, and it, it's tough for me to find that now uh and and if this game is truly just like a fucking sad sack the whole way through, like I still need them to tell me why. And and now we'll, we'll see it when we play the game, but like, why is this a story that needs to be told? I mean, like, like thankfully for our friends, it's like, no one's like saying like, don't buy this game. Or like, if they're like dunking on it, like they're not saying like boycott the game or just like, don't buy it at all. Like our friends are like, um, understandable that like, um, people are excited about it and they, they don't mind other people playing it. They just want people to be more aware of like, you know, the themes and like, uh, and like we can have our opinions about it, but like, you know, just like be aware of like the world and, and, <laughs> and how like this game relates to it and, and certain things. And like, and some people can start preparing themselves from that. And some people can't and, like, um, uh, it's like what I tell with you is like um kind of, you kind of have to like if you if you really want to be excited for this game honestly you you kind of have to drown out the noise and yeah. like and not saying that our friends are noise but like to a certain extent <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah. um everything's noise it, depending on the where it's coming from you know? yeah yeah it's, it's more of like try to think of it being like a person yourself it's like just like have your own thoughts have your own opinions about it take from it what you could get from it and then after you're done like listen to other people just to see like oh i didn't think about it that way okay i'll think about it this way type of thing like like um with with jared with barrett um like mm-hmm, i i, yeah. I did that just i thought it even crossed my mind as far as like how he's depicted at first when we were talking about the demo i should say um um because i don't really know i don't really know jared's opinion about barrett at the end of the game but whatever he doesn't like the voice but he, he likes the character yeah but like uh yeah like that that was a thought that that 
spoke to me and like that was something that jumped out to him and he even jumped out to nicole about like the way barry was talking so like um i was like huh okay well i'll keep that in mind type of thing and like i still enjoy the game i still enjoy that character um at the end of the day still still he beat yeah. it but yeah but like i i i also am with you like it's good to have a broader perspective on it uh mm-hmm. a better understanding of of the kind of thing that it is trying to do and i yeah it's just like I it, it to me I guess it feels like we're all kind of feeling this way before the game's even out and, and like I don't know it is it is such a specific way of like it's not I don't know it's just like you're just dreading for like what the the biggest criticism about it is going to be yeah I'm dreading that I'm going to hate it mm-hmm. you know like I I'm expecting to really have problems with it now especially having gone back to the Last of Us and having as many problems with how cynical I th- I feel the ending is. And and how like I, I feel like they don't really justify the direction it goes in. So and and knowing that like more than likely this whole game is gonna be about the ending of The Last of Us, right? Like it's the only thread they left hanging, you know? Mm. <laughs> like I guess the Fireflies are still out there and they're probably pissed. But at the end of the day, it is really like the the game is about Joel's story and, and kind of the decision he decides to make at the end and i imagine this is the repercussions of that um but we don't know like there's some fucking cult i guess in this there's like the girl the the lady that laura bailey plays i don't know who the fuck that is Mm. um people getting gutted and all that um so there's a lot of violence is the violence getting to you because like that that was that was a conversation like what like two years ago like it just seemed how gruesome it was with like the hammer and the arm part but like um it, I, th- I think like it, it wasn't to me then, but it is now. Mm, I think it, I think I'm the opposite. I think it was then it was kind of good to me, but now I'm like somewhat okay with it. But like you know, I haven't I haven't seen anything new about it since then. And that was like yeah. the most like gruesome part that you, that they showed at um I think it was Paris Game Weeks like two or three years ago. Yeah, um, 2018. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I th- I think like I expect it to be gruesome, but again, it's it's just like. I I don't like The Walking Dead, and I got Walking Dead vibes from a lot of replaying The Last of Us, uh, because it is the similar idea of like you, you're expected to assume everybody sucks. Did you not have that before? I didn't because, and, and like I did in a mechanical way, in like a, a video game. Like, okay, we're gonna have to fight these guys now. Okay, we're gonna fight these guys now, and then finally we get the Tommies, and there's people that don't want to kill us on sight. Mm. Um, but like Ellie is such a great, you know, foil to all that. Yeah, of, like, Ellie. Ellie is something that's not in, from what I know of The Walking Dead. Like that character in general, like the way she presents herself, the way she even acts, is like nothing like what you see in. From what I know from the walk, yeah, yeah, she's a she's a lot more charismatic than like I think Carl, who's supposed to kind of act as the equivalent of that character in that story, uh, of like simultaneously has not really known any other life besides this, so is like outwardly very violent and very authoritarian, not realizing that that is a problem, and then also like optimistic and hopeful, and you know, you're it's 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 a character trope, right? But. I think Ellie is the one that feels like a real person in all of that. And I, I think to to kind of what you were brought up earlier, like a lot of that is Ashley Johnson, right? Like uh-huh. she brings so much like genuineness, like, and especially cause I, I've been really into critical role lately. So I, I've seen a lot more Ashley Johnson, like 
and and kind of like her her style as a performer and and her breadth as of what she could do uh you know she she really leans into like there is like this perfect subtle awkwardness to Ellie that is like great and and it is like really absent in a lot of the other characters in that world uh just in general like she's kind of like the only awkward person uh and it's awesome and it's super endearing and it makes her feel way more genuine with everything that she says you know uh, i just thought about something like <sighs> there's there's some there is something slightly off of ellie as far as like the last of Us part two because like i don't feel the same way about ellie like i feel about jill valentine or like someone like uh ripley from aliens or something like that like like that strong female protagonist that like oh she's a total badass she got this handle like there's there's nothing like there's something about it that's like it's slightly off like i don't know what yeah. it is like maybe just Maybe because it's like, um, maybe maybe it's I don't I don't know what it is. I'm just I'm not thinking about it right now. I th- I think it's because like they haven't shown why she's doing this, sure. right? That's so she's it. just she's just like this kind of violence murder mobile for yeah, a murder apparent reason. Yeah, <laughs> like to BJ Blaskowitz. <laughs> yeah, she's like killing exactly. It's it's that that kind of tonal problem of like you show me the scene where she's dancing and smiling and kissing and having fun. And then she's murdering all these people. And I understand that they are probably related. Hopefully not. Again, like, because if they are, we, we got bigger problems. Um, but also, like, the Ellie I know is brutal and, and is, 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 you know, it's either him or me, right? Mm-hmm. But it has a, a better grasp on that, I think. So um, we, we, there's just so much context that it, it like, having the the cynicism lens on the ending of last of us part one makes me really question why they are marketing the last of us part two the way they are because it just perpetuates that same thing that i fundamentally have a problem with it's like the the part that i didn't like the most about the last of us is what all of the last of us two is that's the vibe i think i get Mm. it's me having this revelation in this moment (laughs) so (laughs) i think i'm getting there you know uh, of like you know, I just I want there to be context, and and again, I understand. I'm just gotta play it at the end of the day. But like, sure. you, it, presentation is so important to to storytelling, and especially everything that's going on right now. Like, I, I just I when The Last of Us Part Two was announced three or so years ago, uh, I was so excited. There was no game I was more excited for than in that moment, except for maybe Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, and now like, like if in another context, this could be the doom eternal where I like, I buy it and I play the first chapter and I'd never play it again. You know, like that is how I feel about the last of us part two right now. That, that's not, but it's not going to happen because we're having this conversation and I forced myself to replay the game. But like, I was really like, I don't want to say dreading it, but I was like, really like not feeling it. And it, now I'm feeling it at least to the extent of. I got to know, I got to know what they're going to fucking do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to know. Um, and, and, you know, replaying the game, it's like, okay, th- this is like, there are just no games that are as pure play wise as this. Like, it's like, this is the brutal survival experience, but like, it's more of like an action horror game. Like it, it is, it is that balance of crafting and, and using everything at your disposal, every, having to throw everything that you've got at the enemy in order to survive. Like, that's the stuff I, I do really like, and I, I like how well that that is contextualized in the world, and then it is totally one-to-one. Like, it doesn't feel like, 
in, in for example in the last of us they they never complain like oh there's barely any bullets left in the world and there's you know there's not a lot but there's way more than you would think <laughs> so like t- stuff like that like they do a good job of setting an appropriate expectation and following through with that of the brutality of the world and and how you have to play that game uh it's just a matter of context you know and what your character's doing if if there's one thing gameplay wise i hope they do in, in last was part two is like let me take the bullets from these people who have guns already yeah like i i don't know why i'm getting it from like clickers and stuff like that like, like give me some actual bullets from like guns that are already being used because like they shoot me like constantly and then like they drop their gun when i like choke them out or something like that and i can't even get the their bullets from that like that's like the one thing gameplay was I, I just want if i'm going it's more humans which i know yeah I yeah totally and it, like you know we haven't seen really any infected fighting in that game at least i haven't yeah. um so, like, you know, are there going to be new enemy types um, of infected? How much infected are you going to be fighting? And if, you know, is it not going to be that much, right? Because that's not how they've sold it. But it's also not necessarily how they sold the first game. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I just have so many questions. Do you think it be more or less um, uh, like an enemy, like uh, like an AI partner? Do you think there'll be less of that? In this yeah, game. I think so. Because, like, uh, you know, like, the Ellie helping you out part is, like, super cool, but, like, you know, like, sometimes it, like, as, as immersive they want you to be in that game, as it, it seems like at least, like, um... It breaks the immersion. Yeah, pretty, pretty hard when you, like, when they have to, like, make the video game out of it type of thing. Yeah, and it's a thing of, like, man, there's just some old gamey stuff in that game that, like, Naughty Dog themselves has kind of figured out in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. like, I'm really excited to play what might be the best looking video game on PlayStation 4 for just the cuz playing this I'm like okay yeah this does not look as good but it looks really good like the the level design especially like the the areas and the rooms and stuff that you go through and there's like kind of stuff all around still pretty fucking good for a PS3 game remastered on PS4 mm-hmm. um so I I will say I am excited to see like because I, I feel Naughty Dog learned so much with environmental storytelling with Uncharted 4 specifically. Uh, like, Libertalia is, like, one of the best locations in any Naughty Dog game, period. Fight me on that. Like, it's so good. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm very excited to see how that has trickled down to uh, Last of Us Part Two. Like, I don't know if you're going to be able to mark enemies in this game, but I fucking hope you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, and And stuff like that. You know, like... But also, like, listen mode is really cool. I don't know if listen mode comes back. Does that come back? You can tell me that. Uh, I don't know if they I, sh- I, showed that. I believe so, yes. Yes, okay, good. Yeah. Um, but, but uh, like, you know, that's such a cool thing. Uh, it's it's like detective vision in a way that I think doesn't feel broken um, and, and is cool. And enemies will stay still to avoid getting detected in that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how So... How are you feeling of The Last of Us compared to Uncharted 4 now? Do you like Uncharted 4 a little bit more now? As far as, like, a game? I might. Okay. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough... I, I hadn't really thought about it. I should have. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> question. So, yeah, I don't... Like, I, there's something just so... Un, Uncharted 4 doesn't have that cynicalness to it, you know? Like Also, also has legacy. So. It has legacy. It, it is the thing is, Uncharted Four has so much Uncharted One, and like you know, that's a game I played with my mom. Like, 
it, there's so much meeting there that goes beyond. Uh, it's a game you don't that. have to take serious, but like they have these very genuine serious moments. I think there's a lot, of, a lot of genuineness in um, Uncharted yeah, Four. Really, it's so. it's super um, earnest. You know, yeah. like the I always talk about like my favorite scene is the 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 dinner table scene where Drake is kind of figuring out what happened, right? Uh-huh. And he's he's going through the motions and explaining it to to oh god, what's her name? I can't even remember. Elena. Elena, yes, God, I'm so bad with names. I, I gotta, I gotta start writing these things down. Um, but like, you explain it to Elena, and 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 you, you just see the reaction on her face of like sad, but also like, wow, you're you're in your element. And this is why I love you. You know, like mm-hmm. I hate this, but I also love this type thing. And it's like, ah, oh, that's that's awesome. Like yeah. that is like a, a pure thing. And I, I really think that we're gonna get moments like that with Joel and Ellie. Totally, I really expect it. It's just, you know, they haven't shown us any of that, so I, I don't have that to go off of. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I might. Um, it, it's, it's, plus, it's mechanically so much better than any fucking Uncharted game before it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, how much do you think it is? It's like, um, you know, just the times type of thing, where it's like, oh, I, you involve so much as a, as a player, and, like, games have evolved as far as, like, um, your expectations. Like, how much is it, like, of that? Like, obviously we could play like old games and still like have like like immense respect as far as like oh this is this is not as good as like like persona 4's dungeons is not as good as persona 5's but like mm-hmm. at the same time like i can appreciate it for this what it is and i can still like that more even though like um you know per- even though yeah. you don't yeah, yeah gotcha. exactly <laughs> <laughs> no yeah totally i i that's absolutely a, a huge aspect of it um, I think like also, you know, I wrote that the, the piece like growing up with a generation of like, for me, like last of us was a kind of turning point for, for adolescence. Uh, and now like when I go back to it, I'm like, man, I've grown up a lot since this game came out <laughs> and some of this shit is not cool. Uh, and so like, I, I think that's also, I have so much, inv- it is, it is a legacy thing for me in that I, I invested so much into it. And now going back to it, I feel like maybe I was in the wrong. And and that's that's weird, you know. I never thought I would feel that about that game, and I worry obviously that it's it's a lot of the the kind of axe to grind on Last of Us Part Two that's just kind of coming back. But all those things are relevant, right? Like this conversation, I might feel better about the Last of Us three months from now, but how I feel right now and in, in this moment for this conversation about it and how I have so drastically changed how I felt about it before is significant. I, I think it. It's a. I'm glad that we had the conversation. It's worth talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it's just I don't know if I've ever had as much of a turn on like one of a thing that was one of my favorites, um, ever. You know, like it. And and, and it, it's a lot of it's on me for putting it up on that pedestal for so long. But also, it, it's just i i've I've changed how I feel about you know naughty dog in a lot of ways and 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 their approach to things and and I expect more from them in a way that I haven't before, and I'm glad I do, but mm-hmm. also it's just one more game franchise I gotta fucking be critical of uh as opposed to kind of the the I'm so excited for this, let me turn my brain off and and just love it um which you know i I get the kingdom Heartses, I get the personas I can still do that but uh, to you know, with, and still be critical, obviously, but yeah, uh, it is it is more it is now more critical than consumer or, or enjoyment uh, in some way, and that's it's a different relationship with that. 
makes me worried that, again, I just won't like it as much. But I guess we'll see. Mm. Any other thoughts, feelings? How do you how do you feel hearing this? Like for me, because you you said like you know, I talked so impassionately about it before. How do you feel now? Uh, I feel about the same. Um, like it's a game that like I'm definitely gonna play through, definitely get through. Because like it's it's one of those things where like um like for me in my lifestyle, like um and in, in the people I interact with, um either I have to be a, a complete ghost for like the next two weeks no, not even, for like a month i had to be a ghost for like a month so like um you know to look at anything online or anything like that so like i can actually enjoy the game for myself um and like you know or or i have to like play the game I, like i have to see through this game basically that's that's what i have to say like i have to see through the end of the game just so i can just have the context of me um like getting through it like is like is that is that a point now where it's like if someone like spoiled it for me, like just told me how it ends, like it's it's not like I'll be like, oh, I'm not gonna play this game anymore. But like I would be Pissed. greatly demotivated to like actually like play like certain moments of it because like it's, mm-hmm. I, I still want I still want to see the moments from the game, but like like it wouldn't be something I I feel like I have to get through. You know, like like even like my favorite games, like that was like I think for someone for five Royal, like not that that the like the spoiler was like um will make me stop playing that game but more of like i want this for myself i need to see this for myself so like i have to cut off everything so i can just experience this and love this for myself type of yeah. thing so bummed me out that tony had some of that spoiled for him yeah but i also like i know he's like way more online than i think either of us so he might have it just caught up in the crossfire you know yeah and like the last of us part two isn't on that pedestal like at all for me um like it's, it's something I'm, i really want to see and really want to experience and like um have my own thoughts and feelings about it but like um it's kind of like it's kind of like um me seeing rise of skywalker before i saw the whole rise of skywalker where it was just like i, I just want to have this and just have my opinion for about it i just want to like enjoy it for myself and see how i like it and like i didn't like that movie yeah uh but like, <laughs> i, I hope i really hope it's not like that for, yeah, me. <laughs> so... for, for me it was like god i hope this is good i'm like oh Fuck! Oh, I'm so pissed now. Ah, oh! I was just so pissed after that fucking movie, dude. Uh, as you know, because I, I that was the first time I was like, we're never talking about Star Wars on this podcast again or whatever. Uh, yeah, it, that was more that. That's the thing I think I'm afraid of the most is the people that are like, I'll just turn your brain off and enjoy. And it and me like sitting through Last of Us and maybe there being something just egregiously awful in it and and just being like. How can anyone say that? And then, like, then I'm with the firing squad over in the corner with their axe to grind of, like, yeah, welcome to the the Naughty Dog is Bullshit team. Like, I don't want to be on the Naughty Dog is Bullshit team. I just wanted to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want people to be like, oh, it's Naughty Dog, so it's great. Like, I want the best of both worlds, and I'm getting none. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, a thing I will say that I am genuinely excited about just to have something there, like, I am, I, a thing going through The Last of Us again, I was like, man, I remember when I was so surprised by a lot of this stuff. Like, I was so surprised when we went to the college and you're on the horse. And it's such a great scene. It's a great, great whole part of that game. I was so surprised when you played as Ellie and Joel got injured. And I was like, you know, I bet he's dead. I was like, the, the guy was like, he's fucking dead. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm ready to play the rest of this game as Ellie. Um,. But also, like, it is weird playing that game because when you play that game, I think the first time you think in some way, like, oh, I'm going to save the world. I'm going to find the cure. 
And then when you play that game a second time, you're like, oh, that's not what this is about. <laughs> you know, like it can't have been for nothing and it's not, but it's just not about what you think. Right. Right. Um, and, and I, I like that dialogue, but like, you know, the giraffes moment was such a surprise. And I, I remember playing that and just fucking crying. And, and the, the thing is, I think it is, it's definitely like, like written manipulation of like, they give you that David scene and it's like, some of the heaviest shit that that game has for you Mm -hmm. and then like immediately after it is such a different thing like it still makes me cry just because it's emotional whiplash like it is that that feeling and i think that game does that well and and it has things that separate like when the truck gets attacked that have been spoiled in the trailers and everything but the sniper ish and his story like all those things that i i don't know anything about at all i am really excited to see those things um so uh, th- there is like uh, naughty dog is great at surprise like you know the fucking crash bandicoot thing like they- they're so good at it and they love it and they love surprising the the fans that they have and 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 showing them something more than what they expected and uh, and i'm hopeful that they can still do it uh not a spoiler um <laughs> but the last thing they showed they showed some like like you saying that reminded me, like, oh yeah, they did like some really cool stuff that like you'll like actually like laugh and smile about, even though like you'll see Ellie like kill someone a minute later, but like <laughs> there'll be stuff where you like see like, huh, that's 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 interesting or that's funny or like that's really cool seeing that in this world type of thing. And, Is it the v- the Vita thing? Because uh, that that was ruined for me. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. It I, I mean, that is that was full. I, I don't know the I don't know what happens there. I just know somebody has a Vita. Yeah, it, it's and, that and like um certain music that you hear, and it's like oh okay, and it's like okay, cool. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know about the music or anything. So yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm excited for that. You know, like hearing about that. I was like, all right, well, I I also was like, that's kind of dumb, but also like I'd be the fucking guy that's like I'm gonna keep my Vita alive through the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> I need this. This is my only source of having the battery inflates and just oh no. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. There's, there's stuff to be excited about. Uh, thank you for listening to my regale of concerns. I appreciate everything, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. And it, it is one of those things where we had that, that conversation. I was like, do I still, do I still love the last of us? And I'm like, I love it in some ways, but I, I really don't feel the same way about it. And it's, it's, you know, people change, people grow. Yeah. It's okay. Um, um I, I there was something else I kind of wanted to bring up, but like I don't know if you will, if you want to like okay, you said you brought it up, um, <laughs> um, because I, I was thinking about like we could we could talk about this like if it's, if this was like too short, but like we, we have no issues with that. Um, <laughs> it was us, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, it's like uh, Tony is exclusive to this generation. Like, um, just how you genuinely feel about them. Yeah, okay, I, this is good, because I had a similar thought of, like, The Last of Us is way less special now because fucking Sony has made this game three more times. <laughs> and it's a huge bummer, I think. <laughs> like, mm. like playing through this, it's like, man, I, I, like, listen, people can like it, it's fine, but God of War is just the same fucking game. Like, I'm sorry, but to me, and I know it's not, I understand it's not, but it's just, it's like, you know, that's a game about destiny, right? And and this kind of pre-imposed destiny, which I hate. I hate that there's, like, everything that happened is, is was written. Because for me, that always undermines everything that happened. Sure. And, and, but it's also, like, this idea of, you know, kind of like the final note of that game is very, very similar, I think, 
to the final note of The Last of Us. Uh, which, spoilers for God of War, because I'm just going to fucking say it. But, like, the idea that um, uh, Atreus is going to be the person who kills uh, Kratos, right? Like, this, I don't know if you even remember this, but, like, the whole mosaic at the end mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that, you know, presumably Kratos' wife wanted them to see, which is just, again, like, oh, everything that we did that we thought we chose to do, is we didn't choose. I guess it was all ordained. And I know prophecy, you're not supposed to look at it like that, but I always do. Uh, except for Harry Potter, but fuck all that anyway. Um, <laughs> and so, like, it, it is very much like a betrayal of a similar, like, note, and then Kratos seeing that and not telling Atreus and, and you know, keeping that from him, right? It, it's it's the fucking same thing, man! Like, it's like, the, the, I found, I know something, and I've chosen to keep it from you. Uh, and I'll that's like, <laughs> Yeah, man, I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so stupid, but like, you know, obviously God of War is much more than just that. I recognize that there are incredible moments and, and there's, there's moments where, where the, you see them come together in ways that you wouldn't expect. And, and obviously we get to see actual emotion from Kratos and I like that, but it's just like, I feel like they really, you know, like they, they just kind of did it again. And, and I think like even Spider-Man just has like the, the way the ambient dialogue works. It feels very reminiscent of like how Naughty Dog does it. And like, you know, it just, for me, the, the Sony exclusives and it fucking, I would not have thought I'd be the person saying it because like, I like third person action adventure narrative based games. But like, I feel like if all of your studios are just making their version of that, it undermines all of them. It hurts all of them. It doesn't just hurt one or two. It hurts all of them. How do you feel about it? Like, anytime I... Like, I, I always, like, am hesitant about, like, talking about stuff like this. Because, like, um... Mostly because, like, I think about Horizon, like, all the time. I think about Horizon, how... How cool of a concept that game is. And how... Honestly, like... like it, not that I'm into like dinosaurs or stuff like that or um, anything like that, but like you know, a, a female protagonist. There's like this interesting story and like this open world where you can like do like so much stuff to it. But like, there's something about that game that just like it just it just speaks to me. Just like this is like we just put like all all every we just picked up all the pieces that like makes you like an instant like game of the year contender type of thing and just like mm-hmm. put it in a blender and just like this, this is what the game is and like um. And it, it it, I'm with you because because I like that game a lot, but I've yeah. still still never finished it because I just and I understand that there's like narrative threads that I care about that I want to see, but I just like playing that game. It's it does feel like that cookie cutter piece, you know? Like it's like okay, we put RPG, we put crafting, we put open world, we put dinosaurs, and there you go. And it's like okay, I mean. Like- <laughs> it, it, I mean, because like if I'm being real about it, it's like because like I talked to Nicole, I talked to Nicole about this like all the time. Just like how like, Nicole she, Humphrey, Shout yeah, out. she loves that game, and like like now I wish I could be on that same level with, <laughs> with that, but it's like I can't, and and it's, it's so weird too because like like Breath of the Wild, I'll probably never finish, but like there's like there's so much more I see from that game that I I adore that I'll probably never touch or never see, but like um, Horizon just doesn't do that. It just seems just like the most not the most generic because it's not like the concept and like even like the protagonist is like something you don't really see all that often it's just more of this but there's something to speak about like the assembly of those pieces is generic you know like i i think Mm. there is 
there is a, a roteness to it, like a kind of like been there, done that aspect to it. Of, of and and it's it's tough because like it's hard to explain this to people that are like kind of over that hump. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm I totally understand what you're saying because it, it is like unique and it is like the moment to moment gameplay is different and and cool. But it's that's another thing where like, hey, dude, as soon as you fight people in that game, you're like, well. I've been here before. I fucking played this 30 fucking times before. Mm. And, and you know, not the biggest part of that game, certainly, uh, but a big part of it. So, like, I think it's every time the, the veneer, the, the kind of veil over it that keeps it interesting, like, falls by. It's the Spider-Man thing, man. Like, every time that it's broken, it, it just becomes so apparent what it is. Mm. Uh, and, and, and every aspect about it that doesn't work becomes so much more visible. Uh, and and like for me, that's that's God of War. It's like this relationship is bad. Like I, I don't think this relationship between these characters is good. And I I know I'm gonna get fucking heat for this. And I'm so, like I get it. Um, it's just my opinion. Like I I do not begrudge anyone that likes that game. I think I I wish I could. Um, mm-hmm. but like I play that. I'm like this. Atreus sucks, and I wouldn't care about him, even if I wanted to at this point. You know, and Kratos sucks. But at least he's interesting. Like, Kratos sucks and he's trying to get better. Atreus sucks and he's trying to prove himself. And one of those things I care about and one of them I just don't. So, like, mm-hmm. going through that whole story, and those are those two characters, kind of the goals, um, and they're, they're at odds and it's, it's compelling and, and there's conflict and there's emotion and there's feeling... Uh, and I want to replay God of War because I want to give it a, a, a genuine shot. I've been saying this for years, but... You know, I, I we'll see. It has to be right time, right place. Yeah, but every every time that the, there's like genuine or or like disingenuous conflict between those characters, like when Atreus is like, "I'm gonna be a shit," or "I'm a god," so fuck me. Um, it just it makes that relationship so flat. You know, mm. it's like this is conflict for the sake of conflict. I get it, and I don't care. And I just don't want, I want this to be over. I want to be able to just go on to the next thing. And, and I, it, it feels so empty. Uh, it, it feels like it's supposed to be one thing. And like, as soon as you figure it out, it's like, oh, this is just, you know, this is just going through the motions. Like this, this feels so like nothing to me. It's, it's such a, I think maybe a brutal way to describe it. And Jared Green would probably be better at, putting to words to the like i told him like my thing about final fantasy 7 of like it's just not perfect and he's like i would say not that <laughs> and i'm like yes please <laughs> and he's like the ways in which it and i i will forward this on to you but like he said the ways in which it tries to change are so forceful it's such brute force it's it's the the square peg in the circle hole like it's just like so, like, you could have just done this a way better, you know, you could have just chilled a little bit and it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, yeah, that that is, is true. Obviously, the, the imperfections and all that to the, the, the kind of standard in the scope, but it is a more brute force thing. So for me, God of War, you know, I, I don't know what the right word would say, would be to say, but like, it just, that whole relationship just feels like fake bullshit. <laughs> like, I, I never... I I never really felt good about it, and then when they told me at the end that this was all preordained, I was like, "Cool, man! I give way less of a shit now than I ever did." Uh, and and that's you know a whole another story for another day. But like, I think Sony has 
I, I want to say that, like, maybe they, they're trying to foster that, like, hey, we want you to make a game that's like this, like story and single player. And, all, and I like that they're making single player games and, that, and all that. Because, you know, Microsoft is making cool games, but I just don't give a shit about, you know, like the one where they're shrunk down to all the kids and it's like a battle royale in the, in the garden. Like, I'm, not, I'm never going to care about that game. So I, <laughs> I, I, I want a story game. Like, I, I want it, but, you know, Sony's just making the same fucking story four times over. I just, nobody's going to win it at this rate, so... Dude, like, I don't even know, man. Like, I, I, I'm thinking about the same thing, like, what you just said, because, like, obviously Ghost of Tsushima, that, that's just a game that's, like, I'm just going to get. Ghost, like, Ghost is the most that any of these kinds of things has appealed to me, because it's Sucker Punch, and I know I love Sucker Punch. I know that that game is going to be... But you love the zombie act, too, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, infamous Second Son can go fuck itself. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and that's that's a great example of, like, you know that the whole the brother relationship and all you know it's all bullshit you know it's all whatever <laughs> so i'm with you i i get it um i was more into it at the time and i haven't had to go back to it but at least you know from that you get first light and all that uh you get you get the side characters that they recognize as as having more depth and and they gave the time of day but like at, at the very least i know ghost is going to be like a really fun game like sucker punch makes good playing video games you know what we're becoming? We're becoming Jeff, Jeff Gerson. Oh my god, you're right. Because, like, <laughs> we don't like any exclusives, except, like, maybe one or two, like, Nintendo exclusives, and that's it. But a third yeah. party's just the way to go. Like, don't all these exclusives are the same damn thing. But the, the thing is, like, I, I think Sony is at a good pivotal moment where, you know, they could, and they will, make sequels to all these things. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. But they're also, like, you know, Jared Prince is always a good point of, like, you know, Final Fantasy VII, regardless of how you feel about Sony and their lack, quote-unquote, lack of exclusive or whatever, that's a fucking one-year exclusive to PlayStation, you know, so is Persona, it's, it's a, some level of exclusive. Like, they, they care enough to, like, throw money in the right direction of the things that we care about, um, and, and, and we'll keep cultivating those things in, in a good way. But they have a good point to, like, you know, they're going to make Horizon 2, they're going to make maybe Last of Us 3 or, or Uncharted 5 or whatever Naughty Dog's next thing is. I saw a story that was like Neil Druckmann thinking about whether his next game is new or Last of Us Three. I'm like, hey, don't make Last of Us Three, dude. Like, no. you shouldn't have made two. And like, I'm still open, and I'm not one of those people that's like, well, I don't think this needed a sequel. It's like, yeah, well, we're getting one, man. So like, at, le at the very least, let me have my fun uh, or be critical or have the conversation. Um, but you know, you sh you certainly shouldn't make a third one, depending on how this one goes. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's going to sell well and all that. But, you know, they'll make Ghost of Tsushima 2 or whatever. They'll make Horizon 2. They'll make God of War 2. Uh, God of War 12 or whatever, which one we're actually on. Uh, and and I'm hoping alongside those things that they will make other stuff. Maybe like a more Japanese RPG kind of game or, or something like The Last of Us or The Last Guardian or something like of those those different kind of genres that they can dip into. And speaking of exclusive, Bloodborne, man. Oh, good. So good, dude, right? I'm so glad you finished it. <laughs> it's the best. Like, uh, now the, now no, you're a soul. No one told guy. me to do it. Like, no one even like, brought it up. I'm just like, I'll just play a little bit of this. Like, oh, I'm close to the end. I guess I might as well just beat it. And like, I just got in such a flow that like, I just beat the game. I'm like, oh, oh okay. The Gearman <laughs> fight is so fucking good, right? Mm hmm. That, the whole, like, I mean, the, did you, where did you come back in? Just for my point of reference. Um, I came in, like, uh, fighting the nurse. Like, oh, I, yeah. And, like, <laughs> I was like I didn't realize how like leveled I was because like she wasn't that much of an issue and then like I went against the um the old hunter guy 
and then like I beat him, and like I still got to do the Little Hunter DLC now. Thinking about it too. So, like, oh yeah, dude, that DLC is fucking good. Yeah, so I got I got a lot of game left, and like I'm, I just started New Game Plus for the first time, and that's been super fun. It's super um, fun, yeah. Yeah, they balance, Bloodborne is one of the best balanced Souls games for that stuff. So, mm. and it's it's partly because uh, it only has six stats, but also there's no real armor. Like all the armors are similar, um, as opposed to like in. Dark Souls, you have to worry about encumbrance and how heavy your armor is and which armor type you're using, light, medium, or heavy, you know, all that bullshit. You just don't have to think about in Bloodborne. That's why, yeah, I'm, it's a great game. I'm glad that you finished it, but also that you like it. Yeah, um, like, like there, there was never a point where I, I didn't, like, think that, like, it, w- it wasn't one of my favorite games of all time. It was just a matter of this, like, um... Seeing it through. Yeah, it's like... You know, like, like, you know, like, there was, like, the time where, like, um... um I like, I don't know like 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 the thing about like stuff like Bloodborne even Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy Seven to a certain extent where it's like um I don't have to like know everything about it or like get into all the systems or whatever like that but like it, like there's something about it just like this this just hooks me and I just enjoy it just for that like I'm just fine with that because like I can't say like I understand Bloodborne or like um like the story or like uh, or or even like the moment, but, the moment but you of the know game. to f- you know to fear the old blood, and that's really all that matters. Dude. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I mean, the gameplay is so satisfying. It's so much fun. Just like trying over and over again, like overcoming my um my bad habits and like uh and taking out enemies, knowing re- pattern recognition and stuff like that. It's it's fun just because of that. Yeah, I'm with you, and and. and... I always recommend Bloodborne because it's like it's not simple, you know. Obviously, there's a lot of complexity to it. It's just streamlined, you know. It's it's got a little bit less of the fat that the other Souls games have, um, and that just like that's you know, Damien, my roommate, like who plays some video games, um, and and you know that was the one I was like, this is it, of this kind of game, like this is going to be the one that you're going to get into, and he beat it. You know, he beat the DLC, he finished it. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the only game we've played online co-op with because he summoned me to beat the final boss of the DLC because it was really tough. Mm-hmm. And like that's a treasured memory to me, you know. Like, I, I the way that that game appeals to more people, uh, in like over Dark Souls and all that, like you know, Blessing playing it and Andy Cortez playing it this year, uh, and I don't know if I, Andy finished it. I don't know if Blessing did. Um, and 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 just like, like that's out of I know both of their wheelhouses and stuff. Like that's really cool. Uh, and yeah, it, I hope there's more stuff like that too in the PlayStation Five generation. Mm-hmm. We can only hope. I think that's it, man. That was good. <laughs> in case it's too short, I'll have a backup. <laughs> I love it. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. I hope this again. I did not mean to incite flames in in anyone that is like, oh, well, you have a bad opinion about God of War. It's like I get it, right? I probably have a bad opinion about The Last of Us. Like I don't fucking like. We're all just you know throwing it out on the line here. I think this is probably the most hot takey we've ever gotten though. Uh, which is you know, it took us a while to get there. Hey, I, I didn't say one <laughs> word about Spider Man, so we're good. <laughs> it's true. I had I just I bring it up for you so that way I can is addressed and then you don't have to go <laughs> go off. <laughs> It's it's out of like I don't want I don't want to hurt you anymore type deal. So, uh, but yeah, thank you so much if you if you tuned in if you listen. Obviously, subscribe to IP Presents for more conversations with Navish and I. We talked about um, what was the most recent one? God, uh, games that get our goat. I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> I couldn't even <laughs> games that speak to our souls. Uh, very good. Uh, 
That's a good impassioned conversation. I felt very hyped up after that. I don't know if you felt the same. Oh, I yeah. was like, Definitely. I'm unstoppable. <laughs> I feel much. I will say, I thank you for this because I feel so much better. Of just at, at the very least, I've aired out kind of how I feel about it. Uh-huh. And we'll see. You know, I might end up loving Last of Us Part Two. God, I hope so. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, also I got you know Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy. I got all the in Persona. Like I, I got all these great games this year that. I was anticipating. So if one of them does not quite live up to snuff in a more, in an era where I am, I think more aware of, of the, the kind of social failures of these games and, and, and those end up being the issues that I have with it versus, you know, it's just maybe not being that good a game. I am like totally, I'm more okay with that than like, Oh, I just don't like this thing as much. That's, mm-hmm. that's the fear, you know, that's the overarching fear of like, I guess I just don't like video games anymore. <laughs> and then I die. <laughs> I just explode. Uh, so as long as like we can have these conversations and, and we can be more critical and, and, and feel okay about it, feel safe about discussing it, then I'm good with it. Ooh, are you going to be okay with, um, the amount of invites you're going to get as far as like spoiler cast from other podcasts? Ooh, I don't think I'm going to get any, dude. <laughs> I think, I think I'm going <laughs> to, if I get one, I'm going to send them this and I'll be like, are you sure? Uh, I, yeah, I, I didn't even think of it. I don't think anyone <laughs> is going to invite me to, to spoil this game. So, uh, like, everybody knows that you like this game and like, you haven't really aired out your grievances until literally just now. So like, I don't know, man. As far, as, like, as far as like the general public as of our online friends, like everyone knows you like the last of us though. Like, but might... I feel like I've been coasting, you know, like no one's tweeted me about it. No one's brought it up to me. No one's said anything. And it's partly because I haven't been very vocal about me being like super fucking worried about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I, no one, no one has like been talking to me on the side. Like, Hey, like, how are you feeling about this? And I, that's like another part of the the whole concern of just, am I the only one that's worried? That's what it feels like to me. I think that's that's also like that fear of like, am I just the only person that thinks this might not be great? Like, and obviously, it's so funny because I, I like just hearing you hearing you talk about this. Like, it just reminds me of how I was feeling about Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, turned out that game was great, but like you know, but had, it, it, it wasn't that for you, you know? Yeah, I mean, it had its issues, but like. And like, like I said, it's it's not it's a great game. It's not a great Metal Gear game, but like, it was still a great game. I still felt so like like if anything, like I hope that game is is at least that for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like I think it'll be a a, a fun game to play or a yeah. satisfying game to play. Yeah. I I I this it wasn't until this playthrough that I didn't it didn't really sit w- with me when you said like not a fun game to play, but it is a you know it's a gripping it's a gripping game to play. You know it's but it isn't fun. Uh, and and mm-hmm. I didn't really understand that until and it could it's my like twelfth time playing through this game. So, but you know the fact that I played through and I I never noticed really any of these things before. They were never problems to me before. I think just speaks to how much I've changed. So yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, if you if you like this conversation, go ahead and subscribe and and listen to our other chats. Uh, we will be sitting around talking more. Uh, probably I will probably ask you to reconvene after we've played the Last of Us. Um, and you're still working your way through Final Fantasy VII. We gotta, at some point, unpack all that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still very day, much looking for looking forward to that. So yeah, take like your time. A, yeah, that, I, that's the thing, man. Like I, I enjoy it so much, and I just anytime I play it, like I can't just be like an hour session. Like it has to be like a five hour session, like front to back type of thing. Like yeah, but you only got 
like maybe two more of those and then you're done. So mm-hmm. uh, you're getting there. Um, thank you everybody so much for listening. Thanks, Nabishin, for being the best and joining me as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been Alex O'Neill. We will talk to you next time with more hot takes. Mm-hmm.